All right, so ideal weekend example, module number nine, four hours of work in Bali, Indonesia, which is your base two. Uh, oh, and I should say from the previous model mo module, that was an example of Thailand's your base one from like November till May, and then May till um, in May, you go to Dubai for your residence, for your Dubai visa, and then, um, or sorry, April, uh, residence in, in, in Dubai, stay there for a month. Then you do May till September in Batumi. Um, and then in October, you go back to D Dubai, you do another month there. November, you come back to Thailand. Um, and Dubai, you're handling some business. Or you stay from in Georgia from May till September and come back to Thailand in October. The only thing is you, in October, you're getting a bit of the rainy season in in Thailand. Um, or you could stay in Georgia, but then you're getting a bit of the winter. So if you have Dubai as kind of a bookmark between those two, um, that's a perfect base one and base two. Or you could do base two in Tbilisi. Um, Tbilisi has more women, more things to do. It's the capital city, um, but it doesn't have those, those views. And Batumi is, is cheaper for rentals. Um, I think it's also cheaper for uh, food. All right, so now we're doing Bali as base two. It's your weekend in Bali. Your base one is still Bangkok, um, but as I said before, the, the weather in Bali lines up with the summer season in, um, sorry, the rainy season in Thailand, lines up with the high season in Bali. All right, so this is our ideal weekend example, uh, light work, Bali, Indonesia. This is another four-hour workday. Uh, the reason it's four-hour work, or sorry, four hours of work on this day is because it's a weekend. And as I said before, it still for me works, even though I'm long past working a job to divide the week up between weeks, uh, weekdays and weekends, not just because it's an easy bookmark that we grew up getting used to, but because your entrepreneur friends might be free to do shit anytime you wanted. But a lot of the time, you know, girls you're seeing have to work. Um, so it's, it's, it's easier if your work schedule is aligned, um, you know, in that regard, because it's not like you're oftentimes, you know, in the, in the previous example, you, that girl was free on a Tuesday, but that's because she's probably a 304. Um, usually girls are not. So it's like better to have the weekends free instead of like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever, um, you know, so that you have time to spend it with people that are also free. All right, so, all right, so 6 a.m. wake up. So you wake up Saturday morning, right? Start of your weekend in Munduk Heavenly Villas in Bali. It's another place I've been to. This is probably the coolest place I've ever stayed in in my life. Um, gorgeous as well. Uh, Bali is in Indonesia, by the way. It's an island. So Indonesia is a chain of like a thousand islands. And most of Indonesia, most of the islands are Muslim including the capital city, Jakarta, the country itself identifies as Muslim. Some of them are Christian, but Bali is actually a Hindu island. Um, but they are Balinese Hindu. And I think it goes back thousands of years. And so it's it's slightly different from, uh, you know, Hindu from India, but it still has the 
gods and goddesses from that religion, but they have their own version of it. They have a Balinese version of Sanskrit. It's, it's quite an interesting history. Um, so therefore it's a much more, uh, the Balinese Hindu are much more permissible than, um, the Islamic majority, which is why Bali's seen as kind of the party fun, um, Island destination alcohols, you know, legal and free, uh, which on some of the islands it's not. Um, and it's just a very like cool kind of interesting vibe that you don't find anywhere else. Um, even in other parts of Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia, it's quite different. So you got this place on booking.com. You bought it for $200 per night, um, for two nights on booking, which for what you're getting is pretty amazing. Um, you know, Toronto, where I'm from, I don't know if you can get anything for $200 a night these days. This is an absolutely gorgeous five-star place. Um, so this is your, this is where you woke up right here. And this is a duplex suite. So on top of this, as you can see, um, you know, up here, you can see that's the, uh, upstairs bedroom with another bed. Very cool. Um, so this is the, the duplex suites, five-star resort in the mountains built literally on the treetops. So these are the suites here, which you can see, um, literally carved out of the mountains. It's in the middle of nowhere. You go down this long, very narrow kind of dangerous road to get there thinking like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, and you get to these suites here and they're literally built on tops of trees on these giant trees and that just cut out of the mountains like gotta see it to believe it so you're waking up to the sun coming in this wasn't a particularly sunny day but the sun was beaming in when i was there and you've got a bit of fog coming off the mountains you're just surrounded by trees absolutely amazing and if you follow me on instagram uh will freeman rld you can see i think in some of my story highlights the the mountains there um you know some of the videos i took so the sun's beaming in through the floor ceiling windows and you're sharing the bed with a beautiful russian girl you met in changu uh, which is changu is where you live in bali right this is your base too so you're here from uh may till september and changu is your is the neighborhood within bali that is the sort of the prime neighborhood you're in a four bedroom villa paying 4,000 us per month on a six month lease that you got, you paid in advance to just have it handled. Um, now that being said, you do need a fair amount of legwork to find a place that doesn't have a bunch of noise and traffic and things of that nature. And it's, it's getting harder to find, you know, post pandemic, it just got flooded with, with tourists. I came here during the, the pandemic where it was quite easy to find places, but, um, I recommend a place that's no less than 4,000 a month, unless you want to deal with water issues. And a lot of these places are, um, what's the word open concept. So the downstairs has no doors. So all the bugs and all the animals get inside and it's a fucking mess. I don't know how people stay in them. Um, but if you're paying fourth, I would say around 4,000, you can get a killer huge villa and enclosed living, which means fucking doors. And, you know, if you do the legwork and find a place that's, you know, far enough away from the main road, so you don't hear motorcycles with cycles whizzing by, or you hear dogs at night barking, um, you can find a bit, a good place, but, uh, you know, don't underestimate the amount of work it takes 
to find it. And, and once you do find it, um, if you are planning on coming back every year, the second you finish, you know, staying there and going back to Thailand, book it again for the next year. You don't want to have to book it, you know, at the date you're coming or even a month before, because a lot of the people we deal with are just dumb. They'd be like, no, you can't have it for six months because someone's staying here for three nights in May. And it's like, just fucking cancel it on them. But they don't want to, they don't do it. They're, you'll see when you come out. So, I mean, do, do, do a recon trip first, make sure you like it. Um, and you know, maybe your first time out to Bali, you can take three, four months while you're staying in a hotel. Okay. If you're staying at Changu, the Easton's nice. Now that's about 5,000 a month, but it's, it's quite a nice hotel. You can certainly find 2000 a month hotels. Um, you know, but take two, three, four months to look at villas and have an assistant, have a local assistant do it. Uh, you don't want to just book something on a Airbnb site on scene and be catfished. A lot of the villas are catfish or the, the location's fucked up. Like anything in Barawa, they built a giant nightclub, Atlas Beach Club. I think it's the largest beach club in Asia. That entire neighborhood is ruined. They're blasting fucking techno starting at 2 p.m. till 2 a.m. Any hotel you stay in, any villa, any uh, condo, they don't really have condos, but literally anywhere is fucking destroyed. Um, and, and keep in mind in Asia, they don't have the same zoning laws. I mean, in, in Bangkok, to a degree, they do in some of the capital cities. Um, you know, they won't build a nightclub in the business district. But even then, there are parts of downtown in Bangkok where they build a nightclub there. And it's shaking the windows of every giant brand new condo building that was just built in the area that someone paid 500 grand for and it's fucking ruined. Um, so do your homework before you settle into something. Don't just think, oh, I'll get an Airbnb and I'll come over to be great. It won't. I could almost guarantee you that it'll be a fucking mess and that the water won't work. And they're like, oh, we have a staff for the, for the house and they're dumb and it's a mess. So book your first, let's say you set up in Thailand, right? And you want to test out Bali made of September. All right. Book a hotel for the first month, get a local assistant, have your, um, your remote assistant, manage the local assistant and get them to send you tons of places and then get them to go to the place and shoot videos. Video tells all. Um, and then ask them to go back at night, see if there's dogs around, um, see what the nightclub noise is like at 10 p.m. on a Friday, if you have to deal with that. See if you have dumbass neighbors in in a, you know, it's kind of like a townhouse complex or whatever, and they've got their kids running around. Or you know, there's one really nice villa that I was staying in, Koropakan, and they'd built out sort of a, it was in an alcove, which was quiet. They had multiple villas next to each other. So you heard the kids running around a little bit, but they had an event center there for people to do weddings and shit, which was fine in the pandemic. When that was over, there was a fucking wedding, you know, every day, um, people making noise and like fucking the whole thing up. They just don't deal with noise the same way we do back in North America. So you've really got to do your homework for location. And just cause you, you think, oh, I'm paying, oh, if I pay 6,000 a month, that'll solve it. Um, or I'm paying 4,000 a month, that should solve it. No, there's just a massive differential in quality. There's, there's not like a standardized quality of 
construction as well as location. So, you know, the ideal place to rent from is another Westerner who like had the house built for themselves um, and oversaw the construction and made sure it was done at a higher standard. In a Bangkok or one of these cities and you're in a brand new condo building, that's built by like a San Siri, like a prominent developer or Western company, the standard's gonna be good. Um, but when it comes to these kind of individual villas, um, you know, it's a very v differing uh, quality. Um, so be careful there. Anyways, Changu's where you live, spend the rest of the year in your base one, which is Bangkok, where you stay at the Marquis, uh, just as an example from the first module. Um, you're doing the Dubai thing where you're going there in like um, May and October. So you're not getting the rainy season in Thailand or um, Bali. But, you know, if you don't have Dubai, you can um, come to Bali in, in March, in October. And it's a it's a bit of the end of the rainy season. Then you get a bit of the start of the rainy season. But it's not as bad as November till February. It's not it's not terrible. There'll still be like three sunny days a week. Um, so you met your Russian beauty at a coffee shop in Changu, the most popular neighborhood in Bali for foreigners, home to many beautiful women from Eastern Europe. You were pleasantly surprised that she was one of the few Russian women in Bali who either wasn't here with her boyfriend or husband um, and was single, but was not here as an escort sugar baby or only fans content creator. Yes there are women that come here to be escorts on seeking arrangements or they use tinder to find their dates or they do it locally through messaging apps you know sometimes within the russian community they have that they're deported you see it a you know monthly like and i don't want to generalize russian girls but it's usually russian girls that are being deported for um coming here overstaying the visa supporting themselves with the prostitution um or escorting or sugar baby or whatever which is fine if you want to do that. Like, I'm not, I'm not against that. I'm just saying uh, most of the, the girls who are from Eastern Europe here who you would consider for a girlfriend cannot afford to live here um, by herself, right? Because Bali can be, you know, it's more expensive significantly than a Chiang Mai. It's even, in a sense, more expensive than Bangkok because there's a ton of, like, $1,000 a month studio or, like, one-bedroom con condos that are nice in a new luxury building there's like none of that here there's no there's not a glut of inventory of condos it's kind of like villa or hotel uh you know and you know a hotel if you want like a i'm paying 2500 a month for this suite it's quite spacious you can't really see it's quite nice hotel's very peaceful and quiet um you know you can get a suite for a thousand but you know the average girl young 23 year old Eastern European girls aren't going to be able to afford that. So she's going to be staying in like a two, $300 a month little guest house that you wouldn't want to stay in um, if she's single. But, you know, the, the, the bulk of women here from Eastern Europe are here with their boyfriends or husbands. And a lot of the ones that are single, they're not. Um, as uh, Sugar Baby or OnlyFans, there's a lot of girls doing OnlyFans, both here, Dubai, um, you know, OnlyFans has become a really, really big thing for these women to support themselves with. Like when you see a girl taking pictures in Dubai and, you know, these various exotic locations, like unless she is there with her man, she's either a sugar baby or OnlyFans, unless she's there with her boyfriend or husband. 
almost with certainty if she's young and beautiful. Like there's no way a 22-year-old girl who grew up in Eastern Europe has the money um, to pay for all that herself, to pay for Dubai herself. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance of her having a nice villa in Bali by herself. Um, you know, I mean, even for most 22-year-old guys, right? Um, right, so you've got a quality girl. She's not into this, like, eat, pray, love, astrology, fucking bullshit, godlessness. If she was, she'd be up in Ubud, which is a mountain um, neighborhood in Bali, which is quite cool. And that's another potential place to stay. Much more quiet. It's cheaper. Um, just a lot less going on. She's only planning on staying for a few weeks because she doesn't have a stable source of income. So you got her a job doing social media marketing for one of your businesses or one of your clients' businesses. Bought her a long stay visa, um, like a 2K business visa. And she stays at your villa three nights a week and the other three nights a week or four nights a week, she stays at a guest house. So you still have some of your privacy. You're both happy because you're in the new relationship energy phase of your relationship. Uh, she doesn't have to go back home. You got her $500 a month from your business for client's business, um, doing some marketing bullshit. And now you're enjoying the exotic location. So that's the thing. You know, a lot of guys have this thing about paying for girls or whatever. Um, if she's working on your business and she's doing social media for you or whatever, she's making you money in some capacity or she's helping you make money and you're, and you're paying her for it. But when you're meeting girls outside of like the city that they live in, which is, you know, if you're meeting a Western girl in Bangkok or, a, um, or a girl from Eastern Europe in Bangkok or anywhere from that, not from that city, which is especially the case in a Dubai or a Bali or something. A lot of the time you're dealing with a girl who doesn't have a stable source of income or she's trying to be strong and independent and make it on her own in business and it's failing. Um, so if you actually like a girl and you want her to stay with you, you've got to get her finances handled in some way. Um, and you know, if it's a serious girlfriend, I don't have a problem paying for her. I would just get her to, to handle my assistance and handle the maid and, you know, that type of thing, right? I'd get her doing something for me or for us. Um, and I'd assign her like, you know, small things that my assistant, you know, maybe I'm not using my assistant to do or like get her to go downstairs and pick up the food delivery and prepare it and clean it and take it away and make the bed in the morning. You know, it's, it's really easy, but like she's at least doing something to where you're not just, you know, spoiling her. Right. And like, um, that type of situation, but, um, especially, you know, this is true, right? If your life involves a lot of travel, um, right. Cause then if your life involves a lot of travel, that girl can't have some bullshit job, right. You know, like the, one of the, the, my girlfriends in, in Georgia, um, by that, I mean, exclusive, they, I saw them one, uh, you know, broke up and then went to the other one. She worked in a hotel. I think she made like 200 bucks a month. And there's a lot of times she couldn't do stuff because of her job. Right. And I was like, just quit the fucking job. I'll get you 300 a month doing something for me. She didn't want to do it because she'd bought into that as a career and like a path to own her own hotel. Fucking stupid idea. Right. When you're dealing with most girls, like their, their plans are fucking stupid. Um, and I ended up breaking up with her. That was for other reasons, you know, just wasn't compatible with her. But that would have been a major problem if she, if I wanted her to stay with me and come travel with me, I would have had to get, get her to get rid of that job and 
you know, just replace the income myself or not have to replace it, but you know, she's living with me and it's handled. Um, right. So like, you know, a lot of guys grew up reading the, the pickup stuff or whatever, and that's, you know, fine in the city that you're living in. If you're meeting a girl, you're from Toronto, you're meeting a girl there. Right. But if you actually want to have a cool life with a girl, she can't afford it. Um, you know, so unless you're putting, putting her on OnlyFans like some guys do and, you know, turning her into an asset, it's, it's, you've got to find a way to get that handled. And that in and of itself, right. Me personally, I wouldn't want my girlfriend on OnlyFans. Um, it's different if I'm just running it as a business. Although, you know, the sin factor, I wouldn't want to do it. Um, I just wouldn't want that out there, especially if it's somebody that, you know, you might have kids with in the future or whatever, just, just for my reputation. Some guys are cool with that. I, I wouldn't prefer it. Um, but then that becomes another business, right? And now you're, you're basically a marketing agency for, for girls your, or your clients. And now you're dealing with all of those headaches, right? So it's not like it's just free money coming in. Um, you know, so you've got to handle the money thing. And even like, okay, let's say you, you met a girl in Toronto and you were planning on leaving. She can't leave unless she has a remote source of income that you get her or unless you're paying for everything. And you just get her to make it up for you by filling in the gaps between you and your assistant. Um, so these guys that talk about like, don't spend money on girls or whatever, like that's bullshit. If you're not spending on it, you, you've got to find a way to get get her some remote income to to pay for her life. Um, you know, if you're not going to be living with her or whatever, and, and so she can stay in the place that you're in or the, um, you know, just handle it yourself. So you'd already traveled to Bali, uh, or sorry, Moonduk on your motorcycle and had found the perfect location for a weekend getaway. So this is up in Moonduk. This is up in the mountains. Um, so you'd already done the trip first and scouted it. So you're not taking this girl that you just starting to fall in love with and getting lost like an idiot and not finding the hotel and not knowing where to stay like a fucking amateur. You've already got this shit planned out. Hop on your Kawasaki Ninja, your preferred mode of transportation in Bali, which you bought for like three grand or something second, you know, two, three years old, whatever. Um, and you just keep it in storage in Bali when you go back to Thailand. Um, that was in your shopping project, by the way, as one of your goals as a thing to buy. Took her through a beautiful two-hour cruise to the Blimbing rice fields, and then the lakes, then the mountains. Before you hit this barely accessible, dangerous, dangerously narrow route road to Munduk Heavenly Villas, she enjoyed the excitement of it. When you finally arrived, she was in awe at the incredible beauty of the resort, literally in the middle of nowhere, built entirely on the tops of trees with phenomenal accommodation, an infinity pool, five-star restaurant, and a duplex room with an ensuite jacuzzi. I took a girl here, and it was it was that reaction, um, just awe. You know, um, you spend the night before swimming, eating, drinking, and having sex until you passed out when you when you arrived. That was the night before. So I'm just describing how you arrived the night before um, in between describing how you wake up. And then you woke up to this exquisite view of the mountains, sun beaming in, gorgeous Eastern European woman asleep in your bed as you quietly made yourself a cup of coffee and stepped out onto the balcony to enjoy the sunrise right here. You're overwhelmed with gratitude. You can't believe this is your real life. And that's exactly how I felt uh, when I did that. Even though I've been outside of Canada for eight years, I still have those moments where, um, you know, I can't believe this is my real life. I get to live all over the world and 
do whatever the fuck I want. Think back to all the cold winters you had to suffer through in your hometown of New York. Okay, in this example, this is where you're from. Dead end jobs for minimum wage. You had to work in high school, the white collar slavery you did for 50K a year in your 20s, commuting an hour each way on public transport to come home to a mediocre apartment. You had to share with three roommates because New York's expensive as fuck to barely save $400 a month after you paid all your expenses, all of which you put into one failed business after the other, staying in every weekend while your friends were going out and going into debt to fund their nights out. And at the time, it felt like a million lifetimes working all day in a job you hated to eke out enough money to live and fund your fledgling businesses. The failures really hurt, especially the second one. Your chick left you at the same time. You don't know how you made it through and you finally get your service business up to six figures or seven figures, enough savings to head for Asia. But now all that seems like a distant fucking memory to you. Your old girlfriend is old and fat and married to a loser. Your friends that never believed in you are still working their bitch ass jobs in New York. And you're here enjoying the sunrise of Bali in love with a beautiful, exotic Russian woman in her early 20s, blazing a trail through the mountains on your motorcycle running your seven-figure business from anywhere in the world you fucking want. You made it and you feel it. And in this moment right now, you are fucking feeling it and you know all the sacrifices were worth it. And this is what I'm trying to convey to you, which is why I'm going into such detail and emotions on these examples, is this is the kind of life you can fucking have. This is the purpose of this course. It's the purpose of learning all the stuff about how the world works so that you can create the games you can have the mindset to understand consistent habits what I'm going for. So you can have the games to create this. You can create the money to create this. You can create the dating games to create this and create these experience for as for you to where you can enjoy it and you get the identity wins. You get the achievement of wins, the girl win, the travel win, and the motorcycle win, and the um, waking up in the fucking mountains on a on a treetop win all at once. And when it hits you all at once. You, you feel dizzy with happiness and gratitude and success and, you know, you're ready to say a prayer just out of gratitude to God right there. And I'm speaking from experience on this stuff. This is especially too if you haven't traveled before. As you travel more, like, you know, you kind of adapt to a degree. You're still much happier than before and you kind of have to do different things to keep getting the same highs. But if you haven't, I'm telling you, you've got, you know, first two years are, are epic um so this is this is what the course is about this is what lifestyle design is about this is what becoming a player in the game of life is about this is what all the understanding and all the game and all the shit that you learned um to avoid all the traps and understand how the world works this is what it's fucking about it's it's moments like these and it's making these moments your your permanent weekend moments the moments from your weekdays are your permanent you know, everyone else's vacation is your fucking regular life, man. This is what it's about. All right. So 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Same morning routine. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. is is fun. Take Fenibit, uh, have sex with your Russian girl in the jacuzzi. This suite comes with a jacuzzi downstairs, which is pretty fun to use. 8 a.m. till 12 projects. So your Russian girl goes back to sleep after you just had uh, amazing tantric Karetsa style in the jacuzzi and a little bit on the bed. Uh, you fucked her back to sleep again. So she's asleep downstairs here in this as your downstairs bedroom. You go back up to your temporary office upstairs on the bed upstairs to get your projects handled. Um, since this is just a standard weekend in your life, not a holiday. So this isn't even a vacation. 
Okay, this is just your weekend. This is what you do on a weekend in Bali. You're staying in Bali for six months. It's your base too. This is not this is not the vacation day. We'll get to the vacation day next. This is just your fucking regular life. So you're not just taking the whole day to fuck around. You're letting her fall back to sleep. You brought your laptop. You're going upstairs um, to handle your projects. While you're doing that, back in your villa in Changu, your local assistant, and I have local assistants here in Bali, is handling the cleaning of your room, picking up of your laundry, the bringing of your water for the week. Um, you know, like it's it's not enough just to have a hotel that does laundry or whatever or laundry service. You don't want to even deal with sending it, having them pick it up, putting it away. No, you get all that shit automated. So you're working on your projects. Everyone else is handling what needs to be done um, back home in your house on the weekends. All right. So projects are you uh, first one is credit, finish applications to send to creditsuite.com to get 500K in business credit. This is after you've built up your credit over a period of years. Um, might take you a couple years to get that, um, but you've worked with Credit Suite. It's a it's someone that facilitates personal business credit. You haven't done it yourself like an idiot and fucked it up. Um, and you can message me in the RLD Brotherhood to see how to do that. There'll be a course on that coming out soon enough. Cash, you get 20K. Uh, buy 20K in, in Bitcoin from CEX.io, uh, which is an exchange that still exists at this moment. Pull it off, store it in your Ledger Live cold wallet. Uh, trust, review, documents, and that's a wealth protection thing. Okay, I'm not betting my financial future on Bitcoin. And I'm still 50-50 on whether it's a CIA or, you know, it's a it's a controlled op. I have no idea. Um, it wasn't a currency. I did a video on it. I still agree with the video, but now the it is a currency. And it's one of the things, at least in two countries, El Salvador and Panama, um, it's just one of the things that you have custody over. And it's, as opposed to gold, which you have custody over. If you're a traveler like me, like you, you can't travel $300,000 worth of gold, but you can travel with $300,000 of Bitcoin. So there's something to be said about this portable asset that you have custody over to have some of it, um, whether it goes to zero or $500,000. I have no idea whether it's a, um, a controlled, um, you know, uh, PSYOP to get people primed for CBDCs. I don't know. Um, but it's just something, it's just another thing to hedge in terms of your wealth protection. Once, once you're already rich, um, trust review docs and setting up a corporate trustee in Dubai to own your own holding company will finalize your will and establish your executives, executors, uh, Panama respond to your payment and lawyer with the KYC documents for your Panama business account. Clinic, get your assistant to book an appointment at the Puriva Clinic in Bali for testosterone replacement therapy. I can confirm to you that you can get TRT cream at Puriva Clinic in Bali, and it's very easy to get. Celebrity, get social media team to launch and promote highlight reels on Instagram. Southeast Asia, um, send docs to agent to renew your key task. So this is your, your Bali task. That's your Bali business visa, um, which you're currently staying on. And you bought a one year. It's expiring. So you're getting him to, to get you a two, two year um, and they ship your passport off. You're doing it now um, early because it's going to take your passport for three months and immigration fucking round. So you're doing it early so that by the time you're going to leave in, um, you know, October, 
You've already got your passport back. You've got a key task, got it all set up for when you come back to Bali. By the way, if you renew that business key toss, um, over the course of five years, like, and you, you know, you get that one year and then a two year, then a two year, you can apply for permanent residency in Bali, even if you only spend half the year there, just a little piece of game for you. Um, Bangkok project review penthouse condos to buy in Bangkok on DD property. Um, network join RLD Brotherhood Elite Network. Just fucking do it. Lawyers connect with Rady Noble of R&B Law Firm in Bali. So if you ever have a problem in Bali, um, I would connect with this guy. And you know, for criminal immigration tax, when you have the right lawyer, when you have a fixer lawyer, this. If you have any problem in any of those areas, you, you don't need to go find the tax attorney yourself or whatever. Like this guy will find them and help you handle it. Um, and in, in Southeast Asia, Eastern Europe, you can get shit handled. I'm not saying do anything crazy, but it's a, it's a different ball game. And you should be meeting with those guys in the first month. You should find that guy in the first month when you're established in a city, pay him for a consultation, get him to give you a lay of the land, who you need to talk to if shit happens. Usually you can just handle it himself and keep his card in your wallet. That's, that's a power card to have for these guys in case you're ever in a situation, um, you know, that you don't want to be in to have that connection, right. Or have a picture with them as well. Um, and they can help you make other important connections, right? Again, I'm not saying follow all the local laws, of course, but you get the idea. Um, now, okay. That's a ton of projects here, right? Um, realistically, you might not be able to get all those done in, in four hours after banging your Russian girl. I just used a lot of examples here because, um, I'm only doing so many example days. So I just wanted to be able to show you the kind of things that would be getting done, um, in your four hour project window on a weekend where you're just only doing projects in the morning, more than likely you'd have to break this up into two days um, to get this done over four hours or to two weekends, um, where you're doing like two to four of these, uh, on each weekend, or some of these might take longer, like finalizing the will that might be the whole four hours, right? It just depends. Whereas if it's just responding to an email about paperwork and sending over your passport, that's quite easy. Lunch. All right. Get a steak and fries for lunch with your girl while she gets a salad. This is the, the restaurant here. Now the picture looks pretty cool with the, the views, but it doesn't do the restaurant justice. This place is amazing. Literally in the middle of nowhere, there's a pool next to it and the food is five star. This is a, not just a five star, um, resort. The food is five star as well. 1 PM to 5 PM business. You have a beautiful soul connected, non-ejaculatory, um, or sorry, this should be, this should be fun. My mistake. You have beautiful soul connected, non-ejaculatory, fenibit amplified sex with your girl. Head off for a motorcycle cruise around Moonduke and the surrounding communities through the beautiful mountains and winding roads. High on fenibit, high on the non-ejaculatory Caretza style sex. And if you're not having that, man, you're missing out, especially when you have a girl that you're in love with. That plus the fenibit, it's like the best feeling in the world. And then you add the motorcycle to that. Um, you still have an energy because you didn't ejaculate and you're sharing a Spotify podcast with your girl through your Bluetooth headphones, which is beautiful. So you can control, you know, you're not having to like 
lean back and talk to her and like, what? I can't hear from the wind. Now you've, you've got a beautiful girl on your back. Sun's beaming down in your face. Kawasaki and Ninja 600. The, the mountain tours up there are just beyond gorgeous. And you feel like tremendous freedom. No cops up there. So you're not wearing a fucking helmet. Um, wind's blowing through your hair or your shaved head like me. Um, you've got energy. You had a good lunch, you know, in you listening to music this beautiful girl on your back who's like hugging on to you and like, Oh, she's going like, Oh, look at this. Cause you're showing it to her the first time. I'm telling you, man, you will, you make this happen. You will, you will come back and thank me, bro. Um, this is what, well, this is what you're all doing it for. This is what life's about, right? Um, being able to create this along the way, you stop at a few temples and take pics for Instagram, as well as a few ones together that you keep private. Don't don't be like these people that post all your fucking intimate couple moments on Instagram. Keep some shit for yourself. Plus, why give everyone else, why give your en enemies an opportunity to see uh, your girlfriend and try and slide in her DMs? Fuck those motherfuckers. Um, keep that private. Stop at a little cute roadside cafe. There's a lot of these. Just enjoying the friendly vibe of the people there in the small mountainside town. They're very nice. Have a cup of local coffee each, which is pretty good for like 30 cents. Um, and you're back on your way. 5 to 7 p.m., more fun. So you head back to the resort. You've been driving all afternoon. Change into your bathing suits. Have a nice swim before dinner at the pool overlooking the mountains. So they've got a beautiful pool here, uh, which you can see. Um, now, if, if you're dating any of these Eastern European girls, they, they just love going to a pool. Um, they love having that opportunity and you know so that's that's before dinner that's going to make her you know woke up with sex in a jacuzzi looking over the mountains have her have this five-star lunch for her took her on this cruise through the mountains where you already know the way got the music right had the fen a bit you're she's just like you know her feet don't touch the ground. You're handling everything. You've got all the activities lined up and you just gave her a killer day. Money ain't no thing. You're getting the five-star resort. Um, she doesn't know the difference between $200 and 2000 a month. Like if you were in Dubai in a place just as nice, she wouldn't know. She has no idea about pricing. She's just seeing you as rich, successful, good in bed, good looking, and able to provide opportunity experiences like this. You know, like when you when you're able to show her a day like that and you're trying to solidify this relationship, you're hard to compete with. You are hard to compete with. And you've been pleasant and charming the whole bit. Now, 7 to 8 p.m. dinner. You're both hungry from a long day of ride and sex exercise. You debate between having dinner at the enclosed, right, which is this kind of um, area right here. I don't know if you'd call that a pagoda. Not quite. It usually has a steeple attached to it, but one of these traditional sides like Balinese um, style buildings. As you can see, look, it literally is on the tops of trees. These are trees, these are trees, it's still very safe. Although walking on this bridge doesn't, is a bit worrying, but it's well built, it's safe. It was built by a very wealthy Indonesian family, but you're literally on the tops of trees. It just blew me away. Um, so you debate between eating in here um, or in the outdoor dinner, uh, you decide on the open air dining space, which is 
here again, which we saw where we had lunch. Uh, I like that a bit better than the enclosed. You decide on pizza, pasta, and a bottle of wine for dinner. The pizza and pasta was actually very good. It's usually not in Bali. It was really good. Finish the dinner with a shisha um, and a few puffs of your Russian girl's vape. She's Russian, so she either has cigarettes or vape in her purse. And you're tuned up on Fenibit and feeling good, and you've had some wine. So, of course, you're craving a shisha or some uh, vape. 8 p.m. till midnight more fun. So you cap the night having more intimate soul bonded sex, except it's more less vigorous than during the day. It's more, you know, real missionary love making gentle looking in each other's eyes, falling deeper in love. If you haven't had that type of experience, you're, you're really missing out. Um, it's not something I started to have till my thirties, just being a wild boy in my twenties. I can tell you, I don't care how wild you are, how much cool stuff you've done, you know, sex, other girls, threesomes with two girls. I've done it all. This beats all of that. It crushes all of that. And you have to like not ejaculate for like a month to actually start to be able to get the energy in your body, just vibrating at a high level to where you can really feel the energetic um, amplification from, from doing this. Cause you are an energy unit. Okay. Um, that'll be covered in my course. Followed by, um, you know, you're in bed, ready to fall asleep. You're watching spiritual videos on YouTube. And your girl is probably Russian Orthodox. If she's not one of these eat, pray, love astrology girls, she's going to be Russian Orthodox. So she's happy to be able to watch spiritual videos, nice Christian videos, testimonials, things of that nature. And that is a very nice connection to have with the girl. Um, you know, if you're Muslim, you can still watch, you know, um, videos about God and things of that nature and testimonies, right? Because ultimately you still believe in um, our Lord. And, you know, after having dated some girls who do believe in God, like, you know, in Georgia and somewhat here, a lot of the times you don't have a lot in common with girls. You know, they like beauty blogs and beauty Instagram profiles and their interests are mostly like irrelevant bullshit to you. Um, but when you have a girl who's spiritual, now you have something to talk about for two hours at night or during dinner, right? It's, it's one interest that you have in common. That is a very deep topic that you can talk about for hours. So that is very, very nice to have. And you're just closing out this day with testimonials and words of prayer, um, words of affirmation from Christ and the saints and, and people that have, you're watching these near death experiences, right? Of people that have come back. Um, you're dreaming about heaven and you're just in a state of gratitude and love for your Lord to be able who, who gave you these experiences, even though you aren't married. Um, you know, but look, I mean, look at the, the age we live in, right? Um, God is forgiving. And, and when, when you're having moments like this with a girl, it is in the spirit of marriage. Like the, the whole idea behind sex before not having sex before marriage was to turn you away from lust but you're acting in the spirit of love with this girl. You're not acting in the spirit of lust. You're acting in the spirit of happiness, love, compassion. You are having a loving field filled day. And I, I think that if you're committed to her, if you're in a relationship with her, I feel like that is acceptable because that, that, that is what God wanted for us um, was to be for our sex instincts to be about love. Um, so you're feeling tremendous gratitude and, can't believe this is your life. You're excited to wake up for the next day and do it again. You say a prayer to God together. 
being grateful for the incredible moments you shared, knowing this is one of the days that will make life living worth living before you fall asleep in each other's arms. And if you stay together, great. If something happens, she has to go back to Russia in a few months or whatever. These are the kind of moments you remember for the rest of your life. You don't remember the fucking, um, you know, oh, in, in March I made $17,000 or I made $77,000. That's great to have in the time, you know, and, and money is super important as we covered. But these are the things that when you're looking back on your life that you, you'll be 70 years old and remember a moment like this, like it was yesterday. Um, you know, this is what it's for. So that is module nine, the ideal weekend example in Bali.